0: Cambridge 105
1: Radio Women making waves
0: We know our neighbours quite well because through lockdown it was a very nice way of actually getting to know neighbours through lockdown because we all helped each other which I know you probably did the same as well but I spoke to one of my neighbors the other day and it was really nice to hear about her daughter who is training with Cambridge United Girls. I mean, she must be about 14, 15. And it was great that all the dads, which I thought was really interesting, take turns in taking a group of the girls that live near here up to Cambridge on a Friday night so that they can train. Mm -hmm. And years ago, having children of my own, it was never a thing that you would hear about a, a girl training for a local football team. So it was for wonderful. No, no, no. So it was wonderful yeah. to hear about my neighbor and her daughter doing that. And it was something that, uh, I found really inspiring. I just thought, I wish I was doing that. I wish I had done that when I was 15, because I did like sport. Were you very sporty then? You, well, you were right into sport. Were you, I yeah. bet you are a netball team person. Were you in the netball team? No, no, it wasn't netball. I'll tell you what I was... Okay. No, it was javelin. Okay. No, no, you won't get it. It was javelin. Javelin? Yeah, yeah, javelin. Exactly. I'm glad you looked surprised there. <laughs> well, that, but that only happens once once a year
2: doesn't it just before sports day when they get you out <laughs> Does it? I mean our, I think our sport our sports teachers I think were a bit nervous to let us near sharp objects most of the time so only a few people would get to throw the javelin when you were doing long jump and high jump you know just before sports day you'd have about three weeks of practice yes so that... everybody must look really sticky, actually apart from these sporty people like you yeah well
0: no it's, so it's you, you were doing javelin all the time you, you yeah. were throwing that thing yeah about we were doing javelin and it wasn't just before and i went to a state school in london and we had the most amazing facilities we had a, a running track on grass outside we had tennis courts and we had proper javelins we had proper metal javelins and years ago that's what Mm. you do and now of course they've changed them and it's very plastic and it's very safety orientated and well it's just very fair but we were given these javelins these metal javelins proper weapons yes and they were big they were really big and Gosh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. That and tennis and running were my favourite. Oh, and uh, badminton. Running. Oh, I hated running. <laughs> did you like cross-country and stuff like that? No, 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 no. no. I did do cross-country. But I think, you know what it is? I, I quite liked cross-country. I knew the area
2: really well ah. because it was where I lived. I lived near the school, so I knew every shortcut there was. So it was actually quite useful. <laughs> I mean, we did not get threatened teachers said they were watching but how could they be I mean even at that age I knew they couldn't possibly be watching everywhere they're not superhuman so you know I knew all the shortcuts
0: I like it I like it I could could just walk just
2: walk well I ran out the school you know (laughs) I ran within within you know eye shot and then and then just we just wandered about took the shortcuts and, and then as we hit the school again just
0: trotted back in looking exhausted so let me get this right. I must be very confused, Linda. that you did do cross-country or you didn't do cross-country or you thought you were doing cross-country when you left school to get home and you thought you'd take the shortcuts home.
2: No, 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 no. This was during cross-country. Oh. I knew all the shortcuts because uh. that's where I lived, you see. So they would tell us to go this route and I'd think, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to go that route to get back to the school. You can use this route. Oh, that... Follow me, Follow girls. me? Were you the leader then? Were you actually? <laughs> no, was, I was no leader only only a leader of shortcuts <laughs> because I happen to know the area very, very well. <laughs> that's where I was where I was brought up and ran around on my bike as a kid. So, you know, I knew every nook and cranny of that place. So basically then,
0: that wasn't your favourite part of school. What was your favourite part of school then, Linda, if we were going to be really honest here, I liked English. Oh. I liked English, you see. I liked oh.
2: English classes. That's what I was reasonably good at. Reading books. I still like reading books. And I do not read books as I run. You know, you cannot run and read a book, so <laughs> I find I find it's much much better just to stay in bed and read a book. Quite frankly, or yes. sit in the
0: sofa. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good pastime. I think it is. It is quite interesting. We're talking about our own experience of sport, which you was shortcuts all the way back to school or home oh, yeah, when course. you were doing your well, cross country. Me facing the javelin moment and loving every minute of it, but not being able to do it now. But isn't it interesting, the guests that we have this week? Well, indeed, because we've got Alice
2: Dewey, who is now the general manager of Cambridge City Football Club. But the interesting thing is she's been involved with Cambridge City since she was a baby, actually. and She is just an absolute mm. super fan, a real, you know, real fan of the club as is her whole family. So the fact that she's now the general manager
0: is just amazing. So brilliant conversation with Alice Dewey. And the same for our second guest, which is Little Joe, a.k.a. Joanne Graham, who is an artist. And she's been inspired to draw and paint from different perspectives. But one in particular that she is very interested in is Keys and Skulls. It's quite, it's quite an interesting little subject. Well, isn't it, it is. I mean, I think she she draws lots of other things as well, but um, she is really fascinated
2: mm. by keys and really old keys. You know, these really old big iron keys that you get that are beautiful designs. She loves drawing them and skulls as well. And we'll find out uh, more about that when we chat to Little Joe or Joanna Graham.
1: You're listening to Women Making Waves radio show and podcast brought to you by Susie Thorpe and Linda Ness. This show is all about women doing extraordinary things.
2: In August 2021, Alice Dewey became general manager of Cambridge City Football Club. But I doubt this was a surprise to those who knew her because she has been passionately involved with the club, the Lily Whites as are known, all of her life we're interested to learn more about alice so we're delighted that she's joining us on women making waves today hi alice
1: hello linda hello Susie. hello
0: alice hi now
2: This is kind of interesting. You went to Staffordshire University and you did a BA in Geography when you left the school. What were your professional plans at that time? I
1: certainly did. So ever since I've been a little girl, I've always wanted to be a teacher. And that's why I went on to Staffordshire University to do a Geography degree, to then go on to do my teacher training and hopefully become a primary school teacher. But it's all changed. (laughs) (laughs) It certainly has. And you were a teacher
2: after you left uni?
1: So I was a teaching assistant for four years. Um, Basically, after finishing my geography degree, I applied for my teacher training. They said I needed more experience, but I'd gone from primary school, secondary school, straight into university and I had been working at a local primary school um, at the end of every academic year. So it was mm-hmm. sort of a bit frustrating that I need, they wanted me to get more experience but anyway I landed on my feet with a teaching assistant role with a little girl actually that had medical problems. Academically she was was a very bright child and still is but medically she needed um, sort of one-to-one support. So I worked with her and the class which was brilliant for just under four years and then decided to change decided I didn't want to be a teacher anymore whilst working at the primary school I was also doing my volunteering at the football club and was organising events and doing fundraising actually for the primary school as well Um, and organising different events there and actually thought I could see myself organising events fundraising so continue to push that into my next role at a charity
2: um that was Kidney Cancer UK, and you worked there for about four years. Did you enjoy that, Alice?
1: Yes, absolutely loved it. It was a big change for me, sort of going to a desk job working for a charity, which was very small, but with a name such as Kidney Cancer UK, it can be seen as a, a national charity. The role that I took was for events and fundraising for the whole charity, but soon... Within about eight months, was asked to step up by the chief executive to effectively be his PA and um, be in a role of development and project officer for the whole charity. The role varied in all sorts, from working directly with the CEO and the trustees to getting hands-on with patients and their families, with fundraising, trying to organise events locally, which, as you can imagine... Um, doing them nationally was a lot more difficult and and actually comparing it to my role at the football club as a, a volunteer at the time and fundraising, I could organise an event in Cambridge and it, there would always be people there because our community of the football club was the supporters and in, in Cambridge whereas we didn't have a supporter base as such in Cambridge for the charity, it was nationwide and unfortunately most people don't know about kidney cancer until they're affected by it whether it be themselves or a member of family or a friend and sadly it's often in the very late stages of 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 the cancer so it's generally I would say eight out of ten times those people will come into us because they were fundraising in memory of somebody um, which of course was very sad and there was many a times when we had patients or members of family that spoke to us and it was difficult to to support them and and go through it as i say it was very different to what i had done so i had to have my experience and the skills and knowledge changed quite a lot and as i say i loved it while i was there met a lot of new people went to a lot of places traveled up and down the country with it for their regular patient events that we did and heard some very very sad sad stories for those patients
0: I, can imagine. Yeah, it, I mean, Alice, it's it's a pretty difficult thing anyway to work with a charity in the sense you just said you're talking to people from all sorts of perspectives, your colleagues and then, of course, the people that are going through the cancer and their families. So you had a lot to learn very quickly. Did you find you were learning very quickly? Did you take it in your stride? Or did you find that sometimes you would find it quite hard? Did you have mentors in the in the charity that would help you?
1: Yeah, the the CEO certainly was a mentor for me, he was always there, always supported me with various bits and pieces, whether that be sort of admin side, talking to patients, a couple of my other colleagues were again very supportive in various ways, some of them had been there since the very beginning of the charity being formed in 2000, so it it was a steep learning curve in, in various ways, but I'd like to think that the majority of things I took in my stride. And in the background during
2: all of this time of course there was the football and the football team Cambridge City and you were quite fanatical from from a young child I I think or that's what it sounds like. I
1: certainly was yeah I was taken by my parents as a little girl along to games. It's a family thing both my parents parents or we're all involved and yeah I've gradually got more and more involved over the years I started probably early teens helping my father who is secretary running around as a little girl helping him with different tasks on match days Um, during the closed season we'd be attending tidying up the ground painting bits and pieces and yeah it's gradually progressed and Ten years ago, we sadly lost our ground on Milton Road and and we've been homeless for the last 10 years. There's been a lot more involvement in the fact that, similar to the charity, I was running events and fundraising, trying to come up with various ways that we could generate funds to support the, the football club. And it's gradually progressed we've we've done cooking on match days for the players for the supporters whilst we were at St I's for a period of time and then the last year I've now as you said at the beginning I'm now in a full-time role as general manager for the football club and again similar to where I was at the charity and the fact that I was dipping my fingers in lots of pies which is what I'm doing now but over the last 12 months I've also gained a lot more skills and knowledge with regards to construction because we're building a brand new football stadium and I've learned an awful lot and there's lots of things with regards to civils work, the groundwork, the drainage, all sorts that I would have never ever thought I would have had an interest in and actually... Uh, People laugh at me now that know me and say, gosh, you've learnt the lingo. I can imagine. I was going to ask you about that, actually, how involved you
2: were in that project. And I bet you are right down. Because it's all about the kind of detail, isn't it, when you're doing big projects like that? It certainly
1: is, yeah. And I've worked alongside our chairman and our our project manager very closely with regards to the the groundworks and and the build from the very beginning. Well, I say the very beginning, when I started it as a full-time role... Um, back in August I would probably say it was November November to December time that I sort of got stuck in with the build and started learning a lot more as I say with regards to the amount of work that goes underground that no no one is ever going to see again and people don't care about that side Mm -hmm. of things but for me it's been part of my role and it's been fascinating to learn all the different materials the different processes that have had to take place for everything to connect up underground. There's been so many challenges with regards to the build, the foundations of the main stand, but also look at what we've been going on in the world for the last two years with COVID. Um, that's also put things (laughs) into perspective but also challenges for us as a football club for the stadium that with the construction side of things there's been so many delays and and the price of materials has gone up so much Um, Mm -hmm. it's been Mm -hmm. I've been involved in sort of value engineering different parts of the project looking at different ways that we can change things but also as I say, we've been homeless for 10 years, so we need to the facilities to be the best facilities that we can possibly have because it's not just going to be about the football. There's going to be non-footballing activity and we want to make the new stadium a community hub for the local village and surrounding areas. And there's going to be hospitality suites in there, isn't there?
2: So I'm assuming that's what you're hoping to
1: to use to build that hub. Yeah, correct. So there's rooms of various sizes for people to hire out, whether that be businesses for meetings, conferences, whether it be community groups or people wanting a a birthday party or a wedding. The the facility will be there and open seven days a week for people to hire it out. And hopefully, as I say, it will become a community hub where I've already... Busy talking to different community groups, businesses in the local area. So many people wanting to utilize the facility in one way or another, which is so exciting to to see. And when talking to people, they're excited as as well as we are. They want the facility in the area, and they know the benefits the facilities could bring to the local area. Mm -hmm. But also for myself as a city supporter and have been involved for so long. There's been times when, go back eight years ago, six years ago even, we had the plans for the stadium, but we had the challenges of the planning application and and losing our planning application. So the, the stresses of the ups and downs of this football club... On the pitch yes. with our teams, but also off the pitch with the planning application and then the actual building process, so yeah and one must impact the other as well because if you 've got lots of
2: drama going on in the background it, it must be difficult for the players too, I would have thought, and to to focus on that and get out there and 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 you know win every every week yeah, it
1: certainly does, and it, it also affects in the fact that because we've had so many delays with the stadium over the last year and a half there's been times when the manager, Robbie, will say to players at the beginning of the season, come and play for us. We've got a new stadium coming this season. And then we've had delays, which has pushed it back. So there's those challenges, but also, as you say, the challenges during the week when there's perhaps meetings that have gone on, something's gone wrong or something's gone right, it can soon affect other people in a good way and a bad way. Like if we have the successes on the pitch um, and not on the at the stadium then we're all going to be being happy about it and and positive and looking forward so i think certainly recently we've had lots of good positive feedback from lots of people with regards to the stadium build and photos and some fabulous drone footage recently to show the extent of the stadium and a couple of weeks ago we opened up the site for a community planting day and we were overwhelmed with the amount of support that came along to it It was so lovely to hear. Oh that's fantastic. We reckon we must have had about 200 people and probably only 50 of those were Cambridge city supporters. The rest were potentially from Sawston and the surrounding areas that come down to have a look but also get involved and Mm. everyone turns up at the site Mm. and says Mm. how big the site is and you just think why are they only just noticing that there's so many photos and videos out there but it it hits you when you go to site and it's quite for myself as a a city supporter but also my family it's quite emotional seeing that stadium being built now and remembering those members of family our supporters that thought they would see the stadium but because it's dragged on for so long we've sadly lost them so there's the, the challenges there as well you've got wanting to get it done quickly and it's a very, it's a, it's a roller coaster.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I, interesting. I'd like to ask you,
0: Alice. It, it sounds like that you you learn very quickly or you adapt very quickly, Alice. If you could describe yourself say at the beginning, say five years ago to where you are now, would you describe yourself a little bit differently? Would you say you're a little bit more confident or would you would say that you've learned things that you never realised you knew about yourself? What would you say about yourself and your progression
1: so far? Oh gosh, good question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even going back to a year ago from before I started at the uh, the football club as a full-time role to now I'm not one to saying no there's often different bits and pieces that happen around the football club and I'm soon happy to get stuck in and and get that task done in whatever way possible nothing's Nothing's ever a, a challenge. I'll, I'll, I'll take on challenges and try and overcome them. But, yeah, I'll always get involved with with everything and mm. possibly take on too much a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> in fact, I can hear my mum saying now, yes, you definitely take on too much. And that's not just at the football club. Like, I'll get involved with different bits and pieces in the village. I've, I live in Sawston and have helped organize the Sawston fun run and the jubilee event we had early on in the year and now we're I'm getting involved in helping organize a, a couple of events for next year as well. Um I love as I say organizing events and and I guess it's the passion for the football club as well ties in in with that because they're only they're going to be in the village of Sawston and the the football club needs to be a a part of everything going on in the village as well as it's a a new new venture
2: how did it feel I'm really interested in hearing how did it feel when the post of general manager came up because I cannot understand this is the first full-time role in the club for a long time were you immediately desperate to apply for and get the role did you think you could get the role how did that feel when that job came up
1: yeah, um, yeah. It, it certainly, it certainly was. I, I, because of my passion for the football club, and we knew that we'd need somebody to be running the facilities. As I say, I destined and wanted the job because I, I have that love for the football club. I love love organising things. I wanted to progress the football club and take it forward and and rise the ranks in more ways than one. It's a very exciting role and I'm incredibly proud to now be in this role, especially as a a city supporter through and through. The potential to where this role could go and how we could build the stadium and build the football club. Yeah,
2: I just feel that as somebody who'd
1: been involved with the club
2: and very involved, you'd done everything from painting to, you know, everything. You'd done everything. I just can't imagine what it would have felt like when that role came up. And you must have been absolutely desperate to get it. And this is a very naughty question, Alice. How would it have felt if you'd been unsuccessful and the job had gone to somebody else? Would you have been absolutely devastated? Or would you just shrug your shoulders and thought, oh, well, you know, I'll still carry on doing the painting and, you know, fundraising and stuff like that? I
1: would have been disappointed because I would have loved to have had taken on the role and, and the challenge of building the football club. Um, and the progression but equally it's my football club so I would have been supportive of whoever was it got the role I'm heavily involved in the football club I would help that person whoever that could have been to build the football club and, and progress it it's a, it's an important role for the next chapter of our football club it wouldn't have affected me and said right I'm, I'm not doing this anymore I'm not It's all I know. I've been around the football club for so long so whoever and whatever direction the football club went with whoever was in the role I would have been supportive of them definitely.
0: Alice, what about challenges in your role? I mean, have, I'm sure there are challenges, but do you find that the challenges as a woman or is, are, are there many women working at the club or is that something that uh, is
1: not a problem? No, so I don't find it as a problem. The the one challenge I've possibly had with regards to women in football is that as a supporter and more so at away games, I can be sometimes quite vocal supporting my football club. Um cheering them on, etc, and there's been a couple of challenges a few years ago now, but there's still challenges in the fact that men turning <laughs> around and thinking well you're a woman, you can't have an opinion on football, you don't know nothing about football, and sometimes it it's quite funny then when you turn around and listen to what some people say back to you but That's Mm. hopefully changing. Um, Mm. There's an excellent organisation that we've recently partnered with called Her Game 2, who are working a lot on trying to stop those similar scenarios that I've just mentioned. But certainly, as our football club, there's challenges with regards to the construction, definitely. But I can't think of any other challenges. We're a very close-knit... And I'm going to use the word family because we are. and, And again, I... I can hear my mum saying that we I probably see the football people at the football club and the supporters more than I do some of my family <laughs> because we're spending so much time every Saturday I have meetings during the week there's board meetings etc so yeah, as I say, we're very close-knit and we're all very supportive, all hands-on, get our hands dirty with various different bits and pieces. And everybody is a volunteer. Volunteers are crucial. Our football club wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for those volunteers. A few Cambridge City supporters that are ladies. I'm the only one on the board of directors. And put and the youngest. <laughs> um, but we've also got another lady on our supporters' trust, board of directors. So, yeah, we are a minority, but that's, that's not a problem. We all work together, as I say, and all very close and, and support each other. It sounds
2: lovely. It does sound really nice, actually. And I'm about to ask you another really naughty <laughs> question, so just brace yourself <laughs> here, Alice. What, <laughs> what would happen if you were poached by another team and asked to be their general manager, and say they were paying you more or whatever, what would you do?
1: <laughs> I, I have to laugh at that, because not long after I got the job, I was talking to my neighbour, and he made a comment about me being the next Karen Brady. And I laughed and thought, what planet are you on? There's no chance in that. It's, I'm only little old me, and working for Cambridge City Football Club. and And we've laughed about it a couple of times. But in answer to your question, I'd I'd have to say no, sitting here now. <laughs> um, it's my football club and I wouldn't see myself supporting any other football club. I guess if I was to work and progress the football club as far as I could get it and then there was a, another opportunity for me to go elsewhere, there's always progression and there's challenges and bits and pieces you have to take on. But no, I certainly couldn't see myself leaving cambridge city football club it it as i say it's now into my thirtieth year of uh, on the, on this planet and that's 30 years of Cambridge City Football Club that I know of I, I think my blood is black and white I <laughs> know <laughs> that's why I asked
2: the question actually I was being really naughty because I know that football supporters yeah. that, their, team their team is their team isn't it from from when they're yeah. tiny they're on that's it That is the team is the team I thought, I thought I'd thought i be really naughty I should have said five times a, ten times the salary I should have gone higher there you see and tried <laughs> to tempt you away
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well now well, if it was tempting, Arsenal Football Club yeah. coming along and offering ten times ten times ah. more Well there you go. I, I happen to be a scout for Arsenal, Alice <laughs> And and Alice
0: what if if you were with younger women who are just coming out of university or at school and the path that you have taken is quite phenomenal quite frankly but if you had to give any advice for somebody other women who are thinking about not necessarily going into football but into leadership women in leadership what would you say to them now what would you say to your younger self if that was something that you had the
1: opportunity to do? do it definitely <laughs> definitely go and give it give it a chance you often hear in the news there's not enough women in leadership and Mm-hmm. Well, we also obviously hear the, the challenges that women have in, in leadership. So it's definitely something people or women should go and give it a go and try. And they certainly shouldn't listen to people out there that are putting them down in, in various ways. There's There's a place for everybody, whether you're male or female. And there's so many opportunities for women to go out there and show what they can do. And why not try it? And enjoy it, and and that's the main thing. You've got to enjoy what you what you do. There's no point having a job and you turn up every day and you don't don't enjoy it. I
2: think there's uh, not many people whose passion is their job as well, and that sounds to me like exactly what you have, really? Alice. So it's, it's been great <laughs> chatting to you today and i wish you and the club of course every luck in the future especially with your new new ground it sounds like it's going to be fantastic alice
1: thank you it's been lovely speaking to you both too and you're both welcome once the ground's up and running come along and and see us and, and see what it's all about sounds good